are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah, good. All right. Good as as in as as good as this morning is. Yeah. There's nothing. You it's know. a it's a good morning. Oh, we well, we hit the record button. I was, and welcome. I was reading my listing for the day. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence. Excellence. Yes, excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 94. My name is Arun Kumar, and I am the driver, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan LaRue, and we already know how he is. So we'll yeah, good morning. Me. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> if you like what you hear in these podcasts. If you're a regular listener or if this is your first time listening and you're already intrigued, please consider telling someone else in your life, a new person that you haven't told before about our podcast. Tell them that you think it's funny, that you think it's educational, that you're inspired by listening to our stories and our advice and our discussions on everything related to the pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. The bigger this community becomes, the more driven people there are in the world adopting the we are driven mindset, the better the world gets. And that's what we're out here trying to do. With that, we'll get right into some current events that I'm predicting Dan has prepared and selected Yeah, for us today. I have. What do you got? China dethrones Japan as world's top auto exporter. Is this because of the BYD cars? Yeah, I'm assuming. So, like, when I was, you know, actively going to the Detroit Auto Show, um, like, between 2013 and 2017, I remember a Chinese company being there, and I remember talking to them. I don't remember what company it was, but they were saying, like, they're not legal in the U.S., probably won't be for some quite some time, but they're very popular elsewhere and and i think that's probably safety and emissions standards that and i would assume american car manufacturers are lobbying holding that gate closed fair enough and and so at least here i have seen a number of byd cars Mm -hmm. do you know what byd stands for i don't do you want to do you want to have a chuckle this morning yeah let's let's got it build your dreams Oh, okay. That's wholesome. Oh, well, you didn't even chuckle. Right, it's whatever. funny, but it's wholesome. <laughs> I think it's one of those things. You know how you see uh, people in Asia sometimes wearing shirts with American or English words on them, but yeah. clearly don't know what they mean. And it's like little kids wearing a shirt that says fuck off or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen some really, really bad ones. But that's, so that's like someone that like started a company with a name and then it turned into something and it was just too late for them to turn back. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> I mean, you could say that about like Apple or Amazon. Yeah, right? Like mm-hmm. both of them are just like, what were they thinking? Right. Like, how did you come it. up with this? Yeah. Like, and then you watch the movie, the Steve Jobs movie, and it's like, oh, okay. It, it, it was just pulled out of his ass. <laughs> right. A little bit of logic, not that much, though. I'm trying to remember what the company was. Well, I saw a headline, I think, two days ago that said BYD passed Tesla in manufacturing for Q4. Doesn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. 
Because, I mean, if, if they're allowed to sell everywhere else on the planet, it doesn't But they don't even me. need to because China is a freaking 12, 13% of the world's population. True. That's a big market. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm fine to just move on from that. <laughs> That's all. I thought it was interesting that... Uh, yeah. China is uh, officially ahead of the game there. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. We'll see how long it takes for India to, to catch up. Right. Okay. I would like to update the listeners. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to like doing what I have to do right now, but I'm going to do it. Update the listeners on our auction appraisal competition. So as you know, this is based on, a average of the percentage off of the actual guess that we are. So what that means is basically each of us is, is giving the other person an auction from one of these new fancy schmancy online auction platforms. And we have to guess based on the car and based on comparable results from the past, what this car is going to bid to, whether or not it sells. And it, we were getting pretty good there for a while. We were getting, <laughs> you know, sub 10% results. We both started off pretty rough. Each of our first four, so the first eight auctions we looked at, the best result was 18% off. And that's the lowest number, which is a pretty high number. <laughs> right. Because by the time we got into more recent weeks, we were looking at 5%, 8%, 3%, 4%. Six percent. A bad week was thirteen percent. But I've bucked the trend, (laughs) (laughs) and you did too, actually, a couple weeks ago. And we've already reported on that, so we won't do it again. But I'm continuing on this upward trajectory (laughs) of results. (laughs) Uh, I was off by ninety-six percent two weeks ago, but this week with the Escort Turbo that you gave me, I guessed. 35,000 and it went for 26,500. And I was in agreement with you. I actually yeah. thought it should have been higher. Yeah. But I was off by 32%. You back on the correct side of this. I am so grumpy with this. <laughs> <laughs> so you guess $149,000 for the 911 Speedster and it actually went for Basically 160, 15999. I know, and I was and I was even on that that last podcast, I was like, I wanna say 158, but I felt I I was like, but I feel like it's too high for this. And then I went 10 grand lower. <laughs> you would have been right. Oh, and I would have been dead on. But seven percent, not so bad. And if we look at the averages from the whole time we've been doing this. My average is exactly 23% off. Your average is 19.49% off. So I'm not doing too well right now. And it'll take me a while to claw that back unless you really screw something up. Um, I mean, I'm giving you a layup today. So, Yeah, and I'm mad, so I'm not giving you a layup at all. <laughs> but you can go be, first. What do you got nice. for me? All right. So... I know that you've been looking at these. Uh oh. And I saw one out there. It's not red, but it has red on it. Hmm. 
It's a 2004 12,000-mile Chevrolet Corvette Z06 commemorative edition. So it's a little outside the box of a normal Corvette, but I, I don't think it affects price too much. I don't think it will. But this is a layup for you because I know you've been looking at them. There's a lot of these commemorative editions. There are. Actually. There are. <laughs> they're, not, they're not that special. That's the, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't think that it, it really affects it too much. So, but here's the problem. You want to hear this ridiculousness? So, September of this year, a 28,000-mile Z06 commemorative edition C5 went for 34750 less than 2 weeks later 13 days later we had a 29000 mile 2004 Z06 mm-hmm. commemorative edition go for 265 <laughs> yeah so they're kind of all over the place yikes yikes i don't i mean i'm not i'm not particularly happy with this one <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I think it's a $35,000 car, but that's just me. There's a convertible one that got bid to 20. And then there's yeah. a 2,000 mile one that went for 43. <clears throat> We're talking about 29 to be selling these. At least this uh, one's not a vert. It's in Pennsylvania. It's blue with the red and white silverish stripes, polished wheels. 5.7 LS6, which is kind of a yeah, motor, but, you know. Clean Carfax, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. All One clean. owner. One owner, black interior. Mm. Doesn't even have tin on it. Mm. It was delivered um, in November of 2004. I'll say, I'll say 36. Okay. All but right. it's sketchy because a 28,000 mile, like more than twice the mileage went for 35 three months ago, four months ago. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think you could dead stop at, at 35 in itself, to be honest with you. I think it's a 35 grand car. All day. <laughs> We're saying 36. Watch it hit 35. <laughs> kind of upset. All right. For you, for you, this is a fun one. It really is. Okay. <clears throat> I would never drive this car. In my entire life, I will never drive this car. Because you're too tall. It's a Gullwing. A Gullwing? But not the Gullwing you'd think. How do you it's spell a, that? It doesn't matter. It's not in the name. Oh. <laughs> it, I'm, it has Gullwing doors. Oh. oh. It is a 1993... AutoZam AZ1. Oh, I I was looking at this. <laughs> oh, see, this you might have got me wrong here. Um. Okay. Well, uh, it, fun so, fact about these: it's actually a Mazda. And, well, uh, but they it's went a JDM. The, yeah, they went underneath Mazda during that era. Went under a lot of different names. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually had one. I've worked on one of these before. Yeah, these things are cool as crap. There's so they a, got a little turbo three-cylinder, 657cc. Yeah, right-hand drive. This white. one's all this modded out. beautiful. It's got a Momo steering wheel. It's got some fancy wheels on it, gold wheels. 
cold yeah, air one, intake, exhaust. The one that's here is purple. And I think what's funny is it's being sold in, in Southern California, but it has a Nevada title and it says it carries a non-US vehicle brand on the title and the car cannot pass the California smog test. Interesting because it's old enough to get away with it. Uh, yeah, it's old enough to not matter. So it's interesting. For federal. Oh, for oh, for the, the state still won't do it. California, you know what the, oh, the cutoff is? You what? know what the cutoff is? 1968. Then nothing passes. <laughs> yeah. It's not good living here. Yeah. God, I love it. This thing is cool as shit. What do you think it's going to sell for? It's got three hours left on the auction for almost 20 grand is the current bid. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, that one's tough. 21. 21. You're, you're playing it right in that you're not overbidding. <laughs> I, the problem is, is that these cars take a special kind of owner. Yeah, small. Uh, small, yeah, people that can fit. Even though the guy I watched get out of the one here in Omaha is as tall as you. Does he not, not have a seat in it? No, he did. I don't quite understand how he was driving it, but he I, was. I think a picture of me exists out there sitting in one of these, and it's comedic. <laughs> Just like there's a picture of me sitting in a in a ND Miata where my knees are against the dashboard and I could never reach the pedals. Um but yeah, I mean there's there have been some bids today. There's a guy that kind of seems like he wants it. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning he's had multiple bids. Yeah. He's like three no, in the last twenty four hours. Hmm. So he might go all the way up to fifty grand. No, like no, no one should pay more than thirty grand for this car, <laughs> in any condition. Completely wrecked shell. Yeah, thirty-one. No, I saw. No. I the, saw the most expensive one sold on this particular website was thirty-two. Hmm. Okay. okay, and it was Super October of twenty-two. Yeah. So, yeah, no one should be really paying more than 30, in my opinion. That's why I'm guessing it's it's going to fall in that 21, 22 range. They're cool cars, though. I would drive one. You know, I saw an R8 for sale recently for five grand. Why? Because it was just the, I don't know what it, to call it, the cab. Yeah, just the <laughs> shell. Yeah. But not even the whole shell. Just just like the driver's compartment. Yeah. <laughs> and all, only the metal. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can't really do anything with it. You could you could build a whole new R8 with it with an old VIN. <laughs> you could steal an R8 and put this VIN plate on it. That's what it's good for. But yeah, don't, my don't do that, by the way. <laughs> My second car for you today would have been a uh, a Murcielago that I thought was weirdly priced. Weirdly priced. Yeah, it was an LP six forty, and it was at like a hundred and seventy grand or something like that at the time. So probably no grand. sale. 
yeah, uh, it had some time on it still. Just thought it was weird. I'm like, why is it so cheap? Because nobody's bid on it yet. That's all. Give it time. They'll bid. Dang, I should have given you this. This would have been tough. Pontiac Trojan. What? You ever heard of one of those? No. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> those are the best. It's kind of cool, though. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. What is it? What does it look like? Uh, to be honest with you, it kind of looks like a Pantera in in some fashion here. Here, I'll send you the link. I can't find it. A Trojan. A Trojan. Sorry, I read it as Trojan. Yeah. You're not alone. There's a there's a Google article on thirdgen.org. It's that says what's cool a Pontiac looking. Trojan, but it's a Tojan. It's kind of cool. Not gonna lie. Wow. What the And it goes <laughs> with the V8. It looks like a Z. It looks like a 300 Z. Yeah, with a Pantera back. What the shit is this? It's really cool. The right rear brake caliper is noted to have been replaced in preparation for the sale. Hmm, good. Interesting. Uh, sorry, uh, totally not what we're supposed to be talking oh, about. It's an automatic. All right, look. <laughs> all right, all right, folks. Um, I want to talk about something serious here for a second. I've interluded like this on a couple of podcasts before, uh, and we're going to keep doing it. Here we go. If, if, we, if we are to fantasize and enjoy ourselves talking about auctions of cool cars and shit like that in our lives. Like I've started shopping for luxury watches recently also, cause that's a bit more attainable for me than, than a, a Pontiac Tojin that I really don't need. <laughs> but if we are to be fantasizing about this, it should be justified. What do I mean by that? It means that when we're done talking about that kind of stuff, we talk about how to get better. We talk about all the different ways about how to get better, how to get better at sales, how to get better at running your own business, how to get better at leadership, how to get better at dressing to impress. We have talked about it all. We talk about how to get in better shape. We talk about how to become a better driver. We talk about how to actually pursue your dreams, find your passions and get inspired and motivated to actually go to work pursuing them. And at the end of the day, you have a huge library of podcasts of me yelling into this microphone, just telling you to get up off your ass and get to work in various themes. And I benefit a lot from our podcasts because not only do I have to hold myself accountable to the messages that we share and promote here. Yeah, it can't be a hypocrite, right? Can't be a hypocrite, but also... I actually do get fired up listening to myself because it doesn't matter who is saying those words. It just matters that you hear them and then you yeah, act that, upon them. That they're being said and you're actually listening. You have to put the rubber to the road, as they say. I think they say that. Yeah. No, you have to I'm, implement. Yeah, Rigorous I'm, implementation is key. And... There's really no excuse, but in today's world, people have come up with thousands and thousands and thousands of excuses. It usually revolves around blame 
It's not my fault. It is anybody else's fault. Anybody else's fault. You can point the finger at whoever else you want and you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to get anywhere. You're just going to be stuck in that victimhood forever. But in reality, and speaking from experience, while it is certainly difficult to make positive changes in your life, the results are always worth it. We've talked about that a million times. But I think something that we overlook is the simplicity of a lot of what you need to know to actually make shit happen. And I think I actually mistitled this podcast when I wrote the outline. I said getting in shape is easy. That's not <laughs> that's not what it should be. It should be called getting in shape is simple. It's not easy. It requires a lot of discipline and discipline in general is hard to exercise. But it is simple. I mean, you can make it easy. But it comes Explain. with that. You know, it just comes with that discipline and doing it every day. You know, it, it it's yeah, it starts hard, but it gets easy as you do it in on a regular basis. The first few days of making change are always the hardest. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to start, but it gets easier as you go. Cuz you get in that routine and then you don't leave it. Because, you know, humans are creatures of habit. But there is something that should, if you are doing it correctly, always continue to make it harder, which is one of our core values, which is always raising standards. Mm -hmm. When you're always raising your standards, that plan, that simple plan that initially had you get get into a relatively good shape, that relatively good shape is now no longer relatively good shape because you have a new sense of relativity and you can actually get in even better shape now. So that's always very powerful, but also it continues to be simple. So that's uh, that's what we're going to talk about today is the fact that getting in shape is simple. And one more point I'll add before we get into it. It's actually your duty to get in shape. If you don't, you are making the lives of everybody around you harder. Think about the obligation of our society to do caretaking. How many people whose lives get sidelined because they're taking care of their parents or their uncle or their aunt who is 68 years old and can't walk anymore? Or... They're 74 years old and they have massive disease because they just have not taken care of themselves their whole lives. They're in a wheelchair in their 50s because Dude, of obesity. I, I, I think you're giving too high of age examples, man. Dude, the amount of people I've seen underneath those ages with those things going on is insane. Yeah. And so this is a paramount message to hear and rigorously implement, like we said. So there's four categories of getting in shape here that I want to cover. The four categories are protein, calories, exercise, and sleep. 
because I believe that's really all you need to focus on if you want to quote unquote get in shape. And I'll just define that for a second. Get in shape basically means an acceptable body fat percentage, which depends on whether you're a man or a woman. It's higher for a woman. An acceptable body fat percentage is probably going to be under 15% for men and under 20% or 25% maybe for women. I'm not an expert on that, but that's what I'll throw out there for people. Me either. <laughs> so. And I know uh, when I was, how old, 22, I went and got a health scan done and I was around 250 and I felt particularly bloated on the day that I went in for this health scan <laughs> and my body fat percentage came back at 28%. My body fat percentage today is somewhere around 13 to 15%. So I'm still in the highest, really the highest range of what I just said is acceptable, but yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> So that's, that's, I think, one of the keys. Um, what you're eating and how much of it you're eating is another key. You know, m- moderation of certain types of foods that cause inflammation or whatever else. But even that, I don't want to get into it too much. We'll keep it simple. Can you move? Can you maintain a low body fat percentage? And can you function in society without the need for medication or disability assistive devices for people that really don't need it. Like people who use, you know, motorized scooters at the grocery store just cause they're fat. Dude. SEMA. My Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great and I'm example. so, and I'm someone who grew up with a disabled father. Let me tell you, nothing agitates me more than the people who are just being lazy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge difference. I mean, you yeah. have one leg versus... <laughs> well, that, versus well, my, my dad had every excuse on the planet to to do those things. Yep. And he's the guy that would still park in the back of the parking lot and walk. <laughs> like... America. <laughs> just, you, you know, he's just... He's different. But the, the new age riding on the scooters because you, you just can't walk because you're super overweight is just... Terrible, fucking real and the fact you can get yeah. handicap stickers for it, it's just oh my god yeah it's wild oh, <laughs> it's wild actually i saw an instagram reel that was a very fit and attractive woman playing clips of fat people promoting being fat on podcasts and youtube channels and all this yeah and she was playing like four seconds of a clip where the fat person was was promoting fatness and then she'd be like and that person died and then show the clip or show like the newspaper headline of them dead. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, imagine, oh, and that person died. Yep, that person died too. That. <laughs> it, it, and, and I'm sure you know maybe some executive will listen to this someday. But like the show that was on, uh, I believe it was TLC for a long time called My Fat Fabulous Life. I'm like, why? Oh, like, why are we promoting this shit? It's That's not healthy. Yeah. Like, like th- this is what we want to show our kids. Put that away. <laughs> it's like, yeesh. Yeah. Okay. So calories, protein, exercise, sleep. That's what we're talking about today. Like I said, this is very simple. It's not even going to take me very long to go through it. You will understand everything you need to know within 10 minutes of right now. I'm putting a timer on myself. 
calories. If you eat less and you are in a caloric deficit, which means you consume fewer calories than you burn on a daily basis, you will lose weight. It may not be immediate. You have to be consistent. You shouldn't deficit yourself to the extreme without proper supervision and programming, but you don't, you, the listener who is not an extreme bodybuilder, you do not need to do this. You just need to be in a moderate calorie deficit and you will lose weight. And you can do that sustainably. I don't want to hear your bullshit about, I don't want to be hungry all the time. That can't be healthy for me. No, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to feel good. I felt like shit. I had no energy. Yeah, sometimes you have less energy when you're in a caloric deficit. Calories are energy. But humanity is actually designed to operate when hungry because it makes you want to hunt. So you will be more focused. You will get better sleep. You will be a better human being when you're in a caloric deficit. However, once you reach a certain level of fitness and low body fat percentage, perhaps you want to put on some muscle or you want to, you're a hard gainer and you've always been super, super skinny and you want to gain weight, then you need the opposite of a caloric deficit, a caloric surplus. When you eat more than everything you burn, Calorie-wise, on a daily basis, you will gain weight. It's just that simple. Now, calories are made up of three macronutrients. Do you know what those macronutrients are? I probably did at one point from my advanced foods class, but I don't remember. It sounds fancy. Advanced foods. Was it it like, was just what it was called in was high it school. Like, was it know? taught by Alton Brown? Uh, no, but we watched guy. a ton of Alton Brown stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. Like, it was a good class, and the teacher was great. All right. All right. Endorsement there. I, yeah, so, I just don't remember. Okay. Oh, so, there's no way she's still teaching. So okay. macronutrients, there are three. There's protein, there's carbohydrates, and there's fats. And that, that's it. That sounds right. <laughs> okay. So you'll hear a million different diets out there that's kind of, in my opinion, designed to confuse you, talking about how you need to go keto and you need to eat all the fats in the world and you need to eliminate carbs and carbs are bad. And You're you're, telling me I can kick carbs and eat a pound of bacon? Or the Atkins diet where they actually encourage (laughs) you to eat a pound of fucking bacon? No. (laughs) Dude, I still haven't had bacon. I think it'd make me sick, let alone a pound. Yeah. So... That's that's what you'll hear, and that's designed to distract you and make you confused and make you give up on the whole process. So let me break it down for you. It's very simple. If you eat enough protein, you will maintain your current muscle mass. Protein is actually what builds every cell in your body. And so then, if you eat more protein with the correct exercise, you will build muscle. Or at the very least, you will find yourself properly recovered energetically and muscularly from whatever exercise that you're doing. When you eat more protein, you're going to feel better because you have more building blocks inside of you. So even when you're in a caloric deficit, 
strive to get a large amount of those calories from protein rather than anything else. Somebody is installing a transmission outside. (laughs) So ribeyes are on the table. I would like a ribeye right now. Yes. That's the future of our podcast. We can just order a ribeye while we're recording. (laughs) It'll show up by the time we're done. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. Okay, that's number two. Moving fast here. Number three, exercise. There are two types of exercise that matter. There's not 600, as the internet would like you to believe, like body weight versus not body weight versus cardio versus HIIT versus CrossFit versus whatever the fuck other bullshit, yoga. I don't care. There are two types of exercise that matter. They are resistance training and they are cardio training. The only other thing, the only other thing is mobility, but that is integrated into both of these separately. Yeah, it's a, it's to- yeah, different category. Yeah. Tendons and muscular stretching and contortion to make sure that your joints and your muscles can yeah, you enable be doing you. that before and after workouts anyway. Yes. <clears throat> Resistance training breaks down your muscles to build them back stronger. Resistance training is what helps you grow muscles. Resistance training is what makes you stronger, makes you be able to lift more. So you should do it. However, that's not all you should do, as I learned earlier in life when I used to walk Uh sideways through doors unnecessarily. (laughs) The other one is cardio, because you also need to have strong muscles that are not, you're not able to lift weights with. And those are your heart and lungs. If you do not have ample blood circulating through your body, carrying oxygen to all of your cells, if your lungs are not able to bring in and absorb a sufficient amount of oxygen that your heart can then pump around to all of those cells, then you're starving your body of what it needs. Breathing is easy. I'm not going to, you know, it's not like protein where I can say you eat more protein and you get better. This is, you can't breathe more and get better. You can just have healthier lungs and heart and then you get better for that. Good luck resistance training if you don't have a good heart and lungs. Yeah, that's why you got a lot of power lifters and what other Olympic lifters that are just really, really fat. (laughs) (laughs) But they're good at what they do, but that's about it. They need to be fanned off by a towel after one lift. So make sure you have both. Make sure you have a strong heart and lungs, which you can't exercise with resistance training, but you can make yourself breathe heavy, even doing some resistance training. Like you can do the David Goggins type workouts and do a thousand reps of bench press in a row. Who's going to carry the boats? Nobody after a thousand reps, <laughs> but that is technically that's a form of cardio if you do them fast enough because you're getting your heart and your lungs pumping, but it's good to break it up and do some of both. That way your body is balanced. Okay. That's exercise. I got two more minutes to cover sleep. Sleep enough that your brain and body function properly but don't sleep any more than that. It's very easy. We, we as humans seek comfort. 
We seek comfort. And in today's society, it is very easy to get all the comfort you could fucking want. You can be very, very, very comfortable and not have to do anything. You can DoorDash everything. You can watch Netflix and lay on your freaking memory foam couch all day long. Wouldn't that be the life? No. (laughs) That was was 100% sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. No. You will hate your life after three days of doing that. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll think, oh, I should do something. And then you decide to set an alarm clock as one of the first fucking things you do because you realize that sleeping as much as you want isn't good for you. It makes you lazy. It makes you unfulfilled. It makes you have a lack of desire. You and sleeping 12 hours isn't the way. It kills you. There goes that impact gun again out there. <laughs> Active shop, active shop, ladies and gentlemen. It's just audio texture. It's okay. So those are the four things. That's as simple as it needs to be. You eat enough calories such that you're working towards your goals. You figure out how much you're burning every day so that you can determine what's a caloric deficit, what's a caloric surplus. And there's plenty of resources out there. We recommend the first form app specifically, but Plenty of apps out there, plenty of Google that you can do to see, hey, I am a man, I am this tall, I weigh this much, and I do this much activity in a day. What do you think my caloric burn is? And it says 3,000 calories. And so then you go and eat 2,800 calories a day and you figure out, okay, am I correct with that assessment? Am Am I feeling super full at the end of the day? Is 2,800 calories a lot? Or is 2,800 calories not enough and actually I'm more active than I reported to the app and the app's wrong? And you'll, you can calibrate that over time. You eat more protein, you're going to build more muscle, and I think we all want to be stronger and have more muscle. You have to do both resistance training and cardio training because we want strong muscles throughout our entire body and there are some that you cannot just train with resistance. That being said... Just get out there and train. Do something. Do something every day. And lastly, sleep enough because if you don't sleep enough, you will degrade your brain and body functions, but don't sleep any more than that because if you sleep more than that, you're wasting away. We have a limited amount of time on this earth and I don't want you to spend three quarters, not three quarters, one one third of it unconscious. So set an alarm, wake the fuck up. It's simple. That's all I got. You got anything to add, Dan? No, I I don't. I think you're uh <clears throat> you're not wrong. <laughs> That's for sure. Um You're gonna keep me up longer tonight because I don't wanna miss out on anything. <laughs> so I'm not gonna sleep my six hours. Maybe I'll get five now. We'll see. Do you feel like you function on five? I regularly get five to six. Regularly. And, I mean, do you feel like that's... Um, I feel like anything beyond that, in that seven to eight range, I it just I feel like I miss out on too much stuff in the morning. If you sleep longer? Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't, especially on the weekends, it's like... 
you know, I have, you know, time away from work and I can go do other things and do stuff around the house, run errands. Like, if you sleep in, like, you miss out on so much of your day. Especially yep. now where there's, like, you only get a short amount of sunlight. You know? Yeah, that's I want to be right. awake for the sunlight. <laughs> At least that long. Yeah. So. All right. Fun fact about the Tojin. Oh, you're back to this. <laughs> it some of them had a twin turbo kit on them. B eight. Do, do you know how much power they made? Uh, wait, was it a V eight? Yep. A five seven V eight. Yep. It probably made like six hundred. Eight hundred. Yeah. Wow. Eight hundred horsepower. What the shit is this thing? Two hundred and six miles an hour. Damn. Yeah, so you could get it in a 305 or a 350 twin turbo. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, they made 136 of them. That's it. Dream car on the bucket list. Damn. Of own. Wow. <laughs> I Yep, I'm adding that to my list. We we learned something today. <laughs> I've learned something about a car I didn't know existed, and now I want one. Yep, that's usually how it goes. But what we yeah. just what we say? What do you got to do now that you want it? Um, I have to set uh, lots of goals in our iterative goal setting. You know, plans that we do, and then I have to you know make sure I'm healthy, happy, and my brain's right, and you know work really hard. Good answer. <laughs> you passed the test. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> I was gonna the, the keywords were earn it. Not earn yeah. It. yeah, you gotta earn it. And oh, maybe man. maybe if the Powerball hits a billion dollars, I buy a ticket just for shits and giggles and maybe lightning will strike. That's I dial it. Money. You know. Just go earn you know, it. but dude, but when it hits a billion, it's just like, you know what, I'm just gonna toss twenty bucks at it, you know. I have no expectations. Look at it three days later to see if I won, you know. It's essentially lighting $20 on fire. Pretty much, but, you know, there are other things I do that light $20 on fire, too. But you get more value out of those than the hope of winning the lotto. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Oh. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> Look, sometimes going to the track isn't worth it, all right? It's just not. No, I don't you, end up, you end up paying your... your your deck garden, it rains, and you don't even get to make a pass, and they don't give it back. And you don't ask for it back. Do you get to hang out? Well, I do. Get, get to hang out with cool people and look at cool cars? Yeah, me, I, yeah. But that's my thing. Sounds Some days it's more, just not worth it, though. Sounds a little more worth it than a piece of paper with some numbers on it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm slowly changing your perception. You're thinking look, about it. I mean, I, I I don't disagree with you, but there are <laughs> other things I've earned twenty dollars on. You picked a bad example that I debunked immediately. Look, look, it, you know what? Maybe one day I can call you up and be like, "Look, dude, I found this one happened. Of those this happened, <laughs> and let's start the compound." <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you mean the we are driven compound? Yeah. So you, because you got a billion dollars, is that what you're saying? Yeah, just because okay. lightning gotcha. struck. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. 
if if I'm I'm down with that. But I only do it when it gets that high. So like once a year, maybe. I mean, it never used to get that high. Anyways, we're <laughs> we're gonna end this before it goes for another twenty minutes. <laughs> This is the relationship Arun and I have. Everybody. So, so there, there are a few ways that I want you all listening to get involved with the We Are Driven community. We have a Discord server where the communication and conversation is really heating up. We're talking every day about a bunch of shit. We're talking about turning 30 with a six-pack. We're talking about how I own too many cars and what to do when you get your dealer's license, which we can now help you get very easily. We've got two people in the group who are licensed automotive dealers. And if you would like to join the Discord, you can find a link, I think, you can find a link on my Instagram, at Kumar. Or if you don't want to find my Instagram, you can find Dan and message him, and he'll send you a link. And where, where would that be? Where would that be? Yeah, and you know what, everyone? I'm going to put something out there on the internet. If you have listened this far and you DM me from episode 94, you have to put this in your message to me on these platforms. I will send you a gift card to your favorite coffee place. Anybody, whether you're my friend, mom, this includes you too, Prove it to me you listened at Dan LaRue <laughs> on Facebook and, and LinkedIn and Dan underscore LaRue on Instagram. Prove to me you listen, and I'll, I'll send you a gift card to your favorite coffee place. And then if you do that, I also have a big old stack of We Are Driven shirts that I never talk about in my office that are I'm looking at right now. And I'll send you one, whichever one you want. I might even throw in an extra one. It's all branded. We got cool stuff here. I just never talked about nice. it. They are nice. <laughs> I need some new ones, but they are nice. I'll send you some since you asked. Yeah, I ruined one of mine a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's okay. It happens. But anyway, where, where can we find you? Well, I'm at Arun D. Kumar on Instagram, and I'm at Arun Kumar on LinkedIn and Facebook. And we're at The Driven Diary on YouTube. I think we, I just published episode 19 this week. 19 weeks of Driven Diary. What what one was that? Was that the one where you're flexing in the thumbnail? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I decided to throw up some some biceps. Yep. In the yep. in the thumbnail. I saw, I saw it. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's how in shape I am. Proof. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I I've it's been it's basically daily vlogs of me living the life of a mission-driven automotive entrepreneur is what I've what I've come to title it, and it's the documentation of the process because you know I'm not super baller successful yet, but someday I will be, and this is just showing what it takes along the way. I think that's all. I think that's all we got to talk about today. You got anything else? No, sir. So we appreciate you all listening. This has been Arun and Dan, and until next time, stay driven.